Welcome back to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free, so we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season four. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing Season 4, Episode 3, Hell Hath No Fury. It originally aired on October 11th, 2001 and had 5.03 million viewers. All right, let's get right into this episode. We start out on the street somewhere in San Francisco, and Piper's car is like driving wildly down the road. Cole's the one that's driving and Piper's in the passenger seat directing him, telling him to speed up while Phoebe is in the back. And they almost crash and Phoebe is like freaking out, telling Cole to slow down. And Piper's like, Phoebe, the demon is not waiting for us to come and vanquish him. And Phoebe's like, we don't even know if we have enough power to vanquish him. Scrying for random evil tells us nothing. And Piper says it tells us where the demons are. And since we vanquished two already this week, I'd say it's working pretty well. And Phoebe's like, yeah, thanks to Cole for saving our butts. Two witches and a half demon does not the power of three mate. And Piper says, what are we supposed to do? Sit around and wait for them to pick us all off? If we weren't going after them, they'd be coming after us. And Cole says, they're coming after you anyway, Piper. The source is coming after you. And Phoebe says, and we won't be ready for him because instead of teaching Paige to be a witch, we are out hunting for every Tom, Dick, and Weaselbug in San Francisco. Then Cole asks if there's even a plan, and Piper says the plan is to vanquish the demon. And he says, great, any chance you've mastered your powers, or are you still freezing and exploding at random? And she says, random, but you know what they say, there's nothing like field practice. And then she tells him to turn into this parking lot, high intensity in the car. And then in the parking lot, they stop behind some warehouse and get out of the car. And they see a bald guy in all black that has this guy cornered. And Piper says, hey, big scary demon. And then he turns to her and his eyes glow red, but Piper blows him up. And Phoebe and Cole get in the car as he like explodes and this green stuff lands all over it. And Piper smiles and gets in and she's like, next. And then you see Cole and Phoebe are not having it. <laughs> yes. So... Obviously, Piper has made a big switch up from last episode where she was like, I don't know if I want to be a charmed one anymore. And now she's just out here going, going, going for demons. Exactly. You could definitely see the phases of um, grief hitting her step by step. We ended last episode with her, you know, sad and unconvinced that she wants to remain in the charmed world. And then we start out here where she's just non-stop going after demons and clearly Phoebe and Cole are not with it at all. <laughs> yeah it's very clear that she's using this as a very unhealthy coping mechanism in this episode and I think that everyone around her is noticing it and she's just kind of refusing to believe it thinking like well we have to stay on top of them thinking well if we kill them they can't kill us but really she's just putting them in even more danger which I think is what Phoebe and Cole are trying to explain to her here, but she just isn't comprehending. Right. She's definitely in some sort of stage of denial, possibly, you know, using this to distract her from her pain or using this as a kind of like 
go after the people she feels are responsible for Prue's death. But either way, it's definitely not a healthy, you know, way to handle this situation right now. And everybody can see it but her, like you said. Yes. And I do like kind of having like Cole and Piper going at it and Phoebe playing the middleman. It's been really interesting this season so far, seeing Phoebe as a middleman, kind of, you know, bringing Paige in and trying to be that middle sister in getting her and Piper to connect, which we'll see more of in this episode. And then also between Cole and Piper, who now have the tension that used to exist between Cole and Prue. Exactly. Like she kind of became this mediator now and has this middle role that she was forced to take on. I guess kind of all of them are forced to take on a new role being that, you know, everything in their lives has changed now. And we definitely will hear more about it throughout this episode. And I, I'm sure as the season continues on, but I'm excited to see how they kind of fit into their new roles as like Piper becoming the big sister, Phoebe becoming the middle sister and Paige being the youngest. And now that they have not only Leo in the house, but Cole as well, I'm looking forward to seeing how all of these new roles shift. And I feel like it's definitely going to be a change of pace for the show. Yeah. And I think we're definitely verifying like, Cole is officially, officially on their team and very much part of their demon hunting at this point. Absolutely. And I can't wait to talk about more because as I watch this episode, you can kind of see a shift in his character as like less of just protecting only Phoebe, but also, you know, the rest of the family. And we can discuss a little more about whether or not that's for Phoebe's benefit or because he actually cares. You know, I know that was something we were uh, discussing a lot last season. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, as far as this little scene with the demon, he dies very quickly. We'll learn a little bit more about him later on. And then he really is irrelevant to the episode, just kind of showing us what's going on with Piper. Exactly. So after that, we have the theme song. Then we go to the social services office where Paige is sitting at her desk reading about witches being persecuted. We see her boss, Mr. Cowan, comes up and she puts down the book picking up files, and he asks about the O'Brien application, and Paige says, well, at the moment, the only holdup is my boss who's standing over me, distracting me from my work, and she smiles. He says, nice teeth, have it on my desk by noon, and leaves. Paige asks another co-worker what the application is, because clearly she was not working on it and had no idea what he was talking about. She explains that they're trying to get this foster kid into a boarding school, but Paige completely forgot about it. Then we see Billy, who's the mail guy, deliver her mail, and she makes a joke about throwing things from creditors in the trash. Then this super gross coworker comes over to Billy and says, hi, pizza face. Look, I know it's hard to tear yourself away from the cleavage in this section, but I'm going to need my mail sometime today. And then we see like Billy look kind of sad and the guy give Paige a super disgusting look. And I'd also like to point out like Paige's shirt is like a normal neckline. There's absolutely no cleavage going on with the shirt she's wearing. So it just made no sense. I was thinking the same exact thing. Like he's, and then other comments that he makes throughout the episode. I'm like, what the fuck are you even talking about right now? Yeah. It's just gross. <laughs> there's one, I mean, all his comments are gross, but there's one where like, at least I can kind of understand where he was coming from. Like her skirt is short, right? Like I'll throw that out there. It's not really an appropriate office attire, that skirt. 
he still shouldn't be harassing her but like right. at least that comment made sense with the outfit she was wearing like if he wanted to make this comment they could have given her a low-cut top so that the comment actually made sense but it's literally the highest neckline possible exactly and he's like the cleavage I'm like what <laughs> I was on the same page anyway so then he goes over by the printer and Paige says nice rug and his toupee orbs into her hand hilarious and she like is like oh throws it in the trash and then he starts freaking out and people are laughing at him and he leaves and then Paige gets up from her desk so this is interesting I feel like since we're starting out with like Paige at her desk again as we were like you know the first episode of the season we're getting to know her office a little more, being introduced to different people. I wonder if they'll be like sticking around for long um, and how important they'll be. But seeing as the beginning of this episode, I get the feeling that it's going to be important throughout. Also, this guy, absolutely disgusting. I can't wait till the end of the season when we have our little discussion about like the worst men in the season. <laughs> he will be up there. Yeah, we definitely have to bring that back specifically for this guy. because Exactly. Like we were doing like a little so well. workplace harassment to really get me into the episode. I know, seriously. What a great start for us. Aside from that, it just seems like we're being introduced to a bunch of new characters. It doesn't seem like we're getting too much out of this right now. I think one thing we're learning about Paige's personality is Paige seems to be like this really sweet like person. We see that she cares about other people. We see there's obviously she doesn't see herself as like higher up than Billy who's delivering the mail, right? Like she obviously sees him as someone who if is not her friend is someone she can kind of joke around with, is very friendly with, unlike this creepy guy who of course harasses her sexually and harasses him just by being a dick to him about his acne exactly yeah yeah we definitely do get to know her personality a little bit better here I feel like we can see that she kind of has that wild child like younger confidence and fun but also like that you know I don't know where I am in life kind of like she she fits in very well for being what is she like 23 25 in this place. yeah somewhere between there like 24 maybe yeah something exactly so like she definitely fits in with like her age I think the personality is definitely showing that you know yeah absolutely and you know we get this idea that she has co-workers she's friendly with like even that girl who she asks about the application that she forgot about like it's clear that they have a nice like friendly colleague relationship going on Absolutely. Also, she's obviously very distracted by being a witch. We're seeing that it's interfering with her work slightly here. Right. I think she's probably having a hard time, you know, dealing with the beginning stages of figuring all this out. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to think about the change, the shift that it must be for them, not like, of course, the sisters have this huge, you know, change being that Prue's gone and everything, but they still like know the role. Paige just kind of got thrown into not only new family, siblings, like brothers-in-law, things like that, a whole big house, but this heritage of, you know, being a witch and having this destiny that she never knew about in all these years. Like she's completely starting from scratch here. So I can totally understand the way she's handling this. And I feel like she's actually doing a lot better than most people would be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So 
Moving on, then it cuts over to the manor and we're up in the attic and we see Piper, Phoebe and Cole are standing there. Piper crosses out the demon in the book with like a marker and Phoebe asks if it's necessary to disfigure the book. And Piper's like, hmm, this one can incinerate human flesh with his eyes. That must sting. And Cole says, you think that's funny? You could have gotten yourself killed. Do you understand that? And she says, yes, Cole, I understand killed very well. And he's like, well, then why would you want to keep risking your life and Phoebe's, not to mention mine? There's a legion of bounty hunters on my ass. I'm supposed to be laying low, but instead I'm out protecting you guys. And she's like, you know what, Cole, next time you can stay at home. And he says, if you insist on taking these suicide missions, you force me to be there because there's no way in hell I'm about to let Phoebe lose another sister. So then the doorbell rings and Phoebe goes up to Cole and asks him to go get it. And he's like, sure, if it's the source, I'll just ask him to come back later. And then he goes to open the door while Phoebe says to Piper that Cole's right. She says, we have a system for fighting demons and it's worked pretty well for the last three years. And Piper says, I think Prue being killed counts as a pretty big glitch in the system. She's like, I know that you're angry. I'm angry too. Piper's like, then why are you fighting me on this? What's the problem with getting a little proactive? Phoebe says, we're just not ready to get proactive. We're barely ready for anything right now. Just dealing with our everyday normal lives is hard enough. And Piper says, that's precisely the point. The faster we get rid of these demons, the faster we can get back to our everyday normal lives, or at least what's left of them. So it kind of cuts off there. And hearing this, again, is like seeing Piper kind of become that Prue here with the conflict with Cole. And they're kind of coming at each other. I can't say Cole's wrong, but, you know, he does come off a little bit aggressively sometimes. And it's like, well, is it really your place to say things like that to me when you were trying to kill us last year? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, he's 100% right. But I don't know that his delivery and it coming from him is effective for Piper. Absolutely. And I think Phoebe realizes that, too. You can see her kind of, like, trying so hard not to pick sides but to be like like let's just level things out let's be cool and like figure this out in a different way you know and that's so it's so funny to see Phoebe like that because she's never really had to play that role before yeah because Piper's never really been someone who's constantly throwing herself into conflict if anything we saw Piper in earlier seasons shying away from conflict and avoiding it so it's very interesting to see her now at this point, after losing her sister and having to take on this new position in the family, becoming much more willing to engage in conflict, which I think is also growth of her character. I think a lot of that fear and anxiety that exists in an earlier Piper is starting to fade as she's gotten older and become more comfortable in who she is. I think part of that stemmed from her relationship with Leo, which has improved her communication skills with everybody, and also with her recognizing her own power and self-worth, which has happened over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, we've seen so much growth from Piper. I mean, all of them really, but I feel like Piper, we've seen such a huge shift in, you know, personality, lifestyle, and everything especially now that Prue's gone. I think that she's definitely, I mean, obviously she's having a tough time, but I think she kind of is also forcing herself into this more grown position in order to feel like Prue's still there within her in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. I and I think that's why for me, 
her character changes make sense and are reasonable with her experience. I think sometimes people online, I've seen discourse where people are saying that, you know, they just wrote her to be more like Holly's personality and kind of lost who Piper was in the beginning. I do get that on one hand, but I do think that the changes in Piper are reflected in her experience. I don't feel like they came out of nowhere, which I think people sometimes want to argue. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, obviously, yes, it's a big shift in her, but thinking about, like, considering all the factors in her life, I think it totally fits perfectly with the time frame. I don't think they took it to a certain level. It feels very much right now, not like she's, like, all of a sudden this new person, but more like she's just hiding from her emotions and building a wall. That's what it comes across as to me, you know? And I think that it's so, like, it, it's very fitting. I don't think it came from, you know, out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I agree. And then, of course, here, this was one of the parts I was talking about where we see Cole almost seeming like he's caring so much about, like, you know, protecting her, protecting all of them. But then he throws in that thing, like, you know, I'm doing this so that Phoebe doesn't lose another sister. You know what I mean? So he's still, like, we didn't lose that part of Cole that's still very Phoebe oriented and almost like she's the only thing keeping him from going to the other side. However, it does show somewhat of a change in him, like trying to be a little bit more good. I think I definitely see a little bit of a difference, you know? Yeah, I don't know that Cole is necessarily good, right? I would definitely say he's not evil anymore. Yeah. Um, or on the side of evil. I think he still has some evil traits, but I do think that his desire to protect Phoebe, both physically and emotionally, is what links him to kind of this side of good and has put him in the position he's in. I think at the end of the day, it's only Phoebe's life he really cares about. Caring about Piper is just, well, if something happened to Piper, it would be really hard for Phoebe. Exactly. Like, he's really there for Phoebe. That's pretty much his sole interest. But we do see that he is now on the good side of things, you know, and doing what he can to help that and seem as good as possible. But, yeah, being that now that we're analyzing it, like, every other time I've watched the show, I've been like, oh, like, Cole was so good. Like, what, you know? Now I watch it and I'm like, okay, well, now that we're analyzing it a little bit more, I guess he's not really good. There's just one thing that he really cares to defend, you know? Yeah, he's just toxically in love with Phoebe. Like, she's the only thing in the whole world that matters to him, which on one hand, I'm like, I want someone to feel like that about me. But on the <laughs> other hand, I'm like, that's really not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. So then Paige walks in and says, sorry to just drop by without calling. I don't know exactly why I'm here. I'm just having a hard time being surrounded by people and, and Phoebe says, and not being able to tell them you can move things with your mind. Yeah, well, being a witch is tough on friendships. That's why the whole sister thing comes in handy. And Piper's like getting a map and a crystal as they're talking and Phoebe asks what she's doing. Piper says, it's a little chatty up here, so I'm going to go scry for evil in my room. And she leaves. Phoebe explains scrying to Paige, and Paige asks why they don't just use their book of spells. 
And Phoebe tells her that it's more than that, tells her that it protects itself from evil. Paige asks if she can look at it, and Phoebe tells her that it's hers too, and that she needs to go talk to Cole, but she'll be right back. So Paige asks if she can take it to her office, and Phoebe tells her that it doesn't leave the house. Paige starts flipping through and finds the instant karma spell, grabs a pen and paper from her purse, and writes it down. Yes, so we can already kind of see where this is going on uh, Paige's plot in the episode, where she doesn't know the consequences of magic that we've seen between Brew Piper and Phoebe. So being that she doesn't have this experience, she's probably just going to use it like anybody would if they saw all those options, you know? Like, I'm not going to lie. If it was me, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be like, oh, I need to write down all of these. And like, I could do whatever I want, you know, like, this is great. And it's just, we see her not quite understanding that here. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like, she's not going in with the fearfulness that I think we saw the sisters, other than Phoebe, who just immediately was interested in learning everything she could Mm -hmm. go into this magical thing with. Though, like Piper, she was kind of doing this research on like well witches have been persecuted like what's the history while she was at work but now she's like there are all these spells I can use like this is great and even when Piper goes to scry she's like well just use one of the many spells like she doesn't understand how magic works things that the sisters have spent the last three years learning about Paige has no idea because she wasn't there exactly I think definitely you know her kind of going through the book and asking these questions and just not really getting it it definitely is fitting I see that she's not coming into it with as much fear but I think that when it actually comes down to it we see her like tense up like whoa what the hell is going on but with this part even though like the rest of the sisters were a little more fearful I feel like it may have something to do with Phoebe and Piper being so calm and so used to it that it makes Paige not feel as concerned as the original three sisters were when it first came around you yeah know? it's funny thing that she seems almost more anxious about the sister aspect than the magical aspect right like she's like oh I'm sorry to come by without calling like she still doesn't feel like it's her home like these things belong to her which I mean it's not she doesn't live there she didn't grow up there the way they did but at the same time Phoebe's trying to be like well what's ours is yours like we're sisters now like you can look at this too and kind of making her feel comfortable while also being very busy and having to deal with all of Piper's stuff so not being able to focus on Paige's stuff. Right and you know despite the fact that Phoebe seems to be handling things so well I feel like again it's another kind of coping mechanism to just kind of play like the calm, cool, collected one and make sure that everybody's happy, everybody's okay, everything's going well for everyone else and kind of regarding her own thoughts last because maybe she can't handle them either, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the same thing we saw her doing at the funeral, right? It's like, if I can focus on what Piper needs and what Paige needs, then I don't have to worry about how I'm feeling right now. Exactly. And I think that, again, that's another thing that fits in very well with uh, Fiji's personality, kind of avoiding emotions and things like that. Although she does seem a lot more grown about it, I guess. You know, she's not so like, I'm just going to run away and leave. Now she's like, I'm just going to 
worry about other people and making sure they're okay and then just ignore my own thoughts, you know? Yeah. Her and Piper are both finding ways to keep their mind busy just in different ways. Exactly. Okay, so now down in the conservatory, Leo orbs in and he asks what's wrong and Cole and Phoebe are there and Cole just kind of throws right into the fire. He's like, you've got to talk to your wife. And Phoebe's like, remember what I said about being gentle, Cole? And Leo's like, what about my wife? And he says, she's out of control. And Phoebe's like, Cole? Leo says, what are you talking about? And Phoebe's like, it's just that we're very worried about her. And he asks what happened. And she says that she's very, very angry. And Leo says, well, of course she's angry. She's grieving. And Phoebe's like, right. And if she were punching walls, I would happily call a repairman. And Cole says, the problem is she prefers to punch demons. And Leo says, I'll talk to her. And Cole's like, she has no regard for her own life or anyone else's. She's Charles Bronson cubed. And he's like, I said I'd talk to her. And they're like all intense with each other. And Phoebe's like, guys, guys, and separates them. And she's like, who's Charles Bronson? (laughs) (laughs) And they both just like kind of look at each other. And she's like, never mind. And then she has to talk to Leo alone. So Cole leaves. I... (laughs) absolutely love that they always find a way to include some sense of humor but like I can't lie that was my first thought too like who the fuck is that (laughs) so I looked it up because I also didn't know Um, (laughs) and he was like a western film and action star of like the 1960s and 70s oh okay (laughs) yeah it's so perfect because they are like you know the older ones and we've seen it before where like Cole and Leo it's like they have this like barrier they kind of like don't really like each other but they also connect in a way where they've both been around so long that they know just about everything and the sisters are left like can somebody tell us what's going on you know yeah it's kind of like the opposite of when like someone our age brings up like a pop culture reference and an old person is like what are you talking about like it's that (laughs) in reverse (laughs) exactly I love the way they threw it in and how like concerned Phoebe sounded when she said it. She was like, whoa, whoa, guys, who is that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought that was so good. Yeah, it's very quippy and it really breaks up the intensity of this scene. And I also love the humor of kind of like how intense Cole is and Phoebe being like, Cole, and then Leo like instantly jumping in to defend Piper. But then when it's Phoebe who's saying it, he's like, okay, like I'll have a discussion with her. Right, right. Be a little bit softer about it. And I like that. Aside from that, not too much to say. Again, it was kind of like a funny moment. And obviously they're just trying to let Leo know what's going on and what their concerns are, you know? Exactly. So then we move into the living room and Phoebe says, it's not just that she's violent, Leo. She's acting nothing like herself. She's completely dismissive of Paige and I don't know what to do anymore. He says, strange, isn't it? Now on top of everything else, you have to play the middle sister. When you've always been the, uh, she says, screw up. He says, youngest. She says, yeah, I look at Paige and Piper and it makes me think back to all those times that Piper had to play mediator between me and Prue. He says, not a lot of fun, huh? She says, it's not a job I would have asked for and I'm not sure it's a job I'm going to be any good at, but I just, I don't have time to really worry about it right now. He says, I'll talk to her. And she thanks him and hugs him. 
And she says, and not to rush this tender moment, but she's already started scrying. And he orbs out and she kind of falls forward and says, I didn't mean you couldn't use the stairs. <laughs> again, another little funny moment in between the drama. Here again, like we've talked about several times, I love the the chemistry between Brian and Melissa. Like I think they just work so well in that way. And here you can see the genuine concern between both of them for Piper and Leo, of course, trying to offer his help while still defending his wife. It's like, it's very cute. Yeah, definitely. I don't think we learned anything new in this scene. I think it's stuff we were kind of already seeing, but Mm -hmm. I like the moment of gentleness between them. So I don't mind us kind of going over what we already know about their characters in the fact that Phoebe is recognizing kind of what she's doing, right? The way that she's putting her energy into playing this role of the middle sister. Exactly. And like, just like we talked about before, it's definitely all running through her head of like, this new role that she has to play and this new person that she has to be. And even Leo recognizes it, which is why he had said something, you know. And like you said, obviously, it's something we could have seen without it being talked about. But I don't think that it felt out of place to have this conversation here you know it felt very supportive it felt very leo for him to bring it up you know exactly yes so then we move up to the attic and we see Paige still up there and she's got a bunch of post-it notes with like spells written in each one and then she looks around and closes it and walks over to the window and she's like okay book protect yourself And she tosses the book just out of the attic window because she wants to take it with her. And then she hears Phoebe calling, saying that she'll be right up. And so Paige runs to the door. And down in the hallway, they run into each other. And Paige says that her lunch breaks over and that she has to go. And Phoebe's like, but we didn't even get to talk. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's all right. Don't worry. And Phoebe asks if she'll come by later. And Paige is like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Bye. And she goes, and then Phoebe kind of looks around suspicious, but doesn't seem to read too much into it. So, again, obviously Paige is going to be taking the book with her, and I'm sure we're going to see some consequences of some decisions that she's going to be making with this book. What do you mean? I think she's just going to have a good time, and it's all going to be fine. Yeah. We've never seen consequences of personal gain or spell use before. (laughs) No, never heard of such a thing. No more than she has, at least. (laughs) true (laughs) but yeah again you know this is mostly just a funny moment establishing that Paige steals the book of shadows and we'll kind of see where that's gonna go as kind of like our b-flot of the episode exactly so then we cut to piper's room where she's sitting scrying leo says honey it's not just that it's dangerous she says leo white lighters are supposed to guide not judge just because i'm doing things a little bit differently doesn't mean that there is a problem. She says, Piper, I'm your husband, not just your white lighter. And when you speak to me like that, there is a problem. I can't help you unless you talk to me. She says, it hurts to talk, Leo. It hurts to breathe. So unless you have some idea of how to bring crew back, I don't want to talk right now. He says, is that what you don't want to say? It's that you still blame me for not being able to bring her back? She says, no, Leo, I don't blame you. I blame evil. Why do you think I'm doing all of this? For kicks? He says, honestly, I think you're doing it because it's easier than confronting what you're really feeling. 
And she looks down and goes back to scrying. She says, I have work to do and walks out. And then she's like, Cole, Phoebe, let's go. Uh, so one of the intense Piper moments that always gets my heart pounding is this episode and this moment right here where it's just, you see her pain. I mean, first of all, Leo being like, when you speak to me like that, there is a problem. I'm like, okay, go Leo. Like, I like seeing him stand up for himself every once in a while. But you kind of just see Piper's pain here and what's so hard for her. And despite how hard they're all trying to get her to talk about what's going on, what she's really feeling, she just can't seem to do it because it hurts so bad. And like, to hear her say that and just to imagine the pain she must be feeling right now definitely hits pretty hard. Yes. Like, I can say, like, obviously, I don't know what it's like to lose a sister. I don't know what she's going through. But I think everyone has experienced some type of heartache, some type of loss where you do get that sense, like, you don't want to talk about it. Like, it does hurt just to think about it, just to breathe, just to be there and keep existing. So the way she kind of breaks down in that moment and is so honest about her feelings, again, it's another one of those moments where we're seeing the communication and strength of this couple. And the way that, you know, he is saying, like, don't speak to me like that, but let's speak, uh, like, about your issues. Like, what is going on? Talk to me. And her saying she can't. And him still supporting her, even when she's not ready to talk, I think, is another sign of the strength of their relationship. Absolutely. You definitely, I mean, throughout all of this, we've talked about how strong they are as a couple, how, you know, in most aspects, they seem to be doing really well. And they're both always there for each other, very protective of each other. And Leo, like, trying so hard here to like, even if to be like, even if you need to use me as the punching bag, just let it out, you know, like, just tell me, is it me that you're mad at? You still blame me? Like, what's going on? And I think part of that might be he even may blame himself a little bit. But of course, Piper being like, no, you're not the one I blame. I'm mad at evil. Like, this is why I'm going after them so hard. And like, you know, I, I just can't talk about this, you know, and Leo at this point still having to be there for him, not really knowing what he's supposed to say, what he's supposed to do aside from just being there for her, you know? Yeah, definitely. And showing her that like when she is ready, when she does get there, like he will be there. He'll continue to support her and talk to her through this. But he does need her to confront what she's feeling, which she's obviously not ready to do, which is why she literally walks out to go exactly. do her distraction thing, which is hunting evil. Exactly. And I love that she uses like Cole and Phoebe as her little like like come on like I, I know they're gonna come like <laughs> I do love that and then they're just kind of gonna have to suck it up and go with her <laughs> which is like especially kind of cute because like you know she obviously has this conflict with Cole right now and always has whatever you know just like Prue always did but at the end of the day it does feel very like family dynamic that even he's like still just like okay, let's go, you know, like, on to the next, like, they're, neither of them are ever going to tell her no, and she wouldn't do that for them, it's like a cute little family dynamic that they seem to have grown together, you know? Yeah. So then we're back at Paige's social services office, and the guy with the toupee sees Paige leaning over to something from the copier, 
and he checks his reflection after looking at her ass and he's like nothing like a copy room with a view and she like stands up and rolls her eyes and then billy walks in and the toupee guy's like hey clearasil what's popping and then he leaves and Paige is like don't worry about him billy he's a jerk to everybody and billy's like yeah i know that's why his mail gets lost frequently and she laughs and she asks if there's something wrong with the copier um, because the stuff with the book is climbing out blank and when he comes closer she hides the book and tells him like oh no never mind it's cool and he's like well if you need me to do it for you just say the word and she's like thanks you're sweet and he goes over by the water and she opens the book and turns it to the vanquishing spell and says that out loud quietly focused on his acne and then he looks down and looks up and his acne scene is totally clear And she's like, it worked. And then she looks at him and kisses him on the cheek and is like, you know, everything's going to be good now. And he's very confused, but happy and like all giddy because she did that. (laughs) Yes. So this is kind of where I'm talking about like, yeah, her skirt's a little short, but at the same time, you still shouldn't be staring at her ass. Creep, 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 creep. And like, even if you are taking a peek, like to say something so absolutely disgusting is completely unnecessary. Yeah, right? Like, however, the whole Billy and Paige portion of this scene, like, I think it's very cute. It's very sweet. She obviously, like, we can see that she's not using the book for some sort of like crazy evil things. She's using it to kind of better her friends or things that she thinks are being helpful, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, she's trying to help him so that he can be more confident, I think. Exactly. Yeah, she's not doing it, you know, with evil intentions. I don't think she took the book for evil intentions. She just is misinformed, misunderstanding the situation, you know? Yeah, I also like the way the book doesn't allow copies, kind of one of those protection things that the book has for itself. I think that's really cute and clever. So I enjoyed that aspect of the scene and the way that even though she, because we talked about this early on, like she knows instinctively to like keep magic a secret. Like even Mm -hmm. in her first appearance, she didn't tell the detective about Shax, right? Like she kept that all hidden and she's doing the same thing even now. Right. It's exactly like, kind of how the girls were in the beginning of the show where they just kind of have this instinct and this despite what I want for some reason I know that I can't do that I have to keep it a secret I have to it's like she has that witchiness in her it's in her blood you know Mm -hmm. so then we go to an alley and Piper Phoebe and Cole are all walking together and Phoebe says Piper, Cole and I do not support you in this. If you insist on doing it, you are going in alone. And she says, okay, I'll see you at home. And Phoebe's like, I told you that wouldn't work. (laughs) And Cole says it was worth a shot. Then Phoebe says that she smells smoke and they notice some smoke coming out from under a door. And then they hear yelling. Piper tries to blow up the door, but freezes Cole. And she focuses and then blows up the door and he goes flying back and Phoebe runs over to make sure he's okay. Then we see this man run out of the building and he knocks over Piper. He's being chased by these women in like these little fuchsia outfits with symbols drawn all over their faces. And Cole yells for Piper to let them go, but she blows up a car in front of them and they turn and look at her. And we see that they have these really long like 
claw talon things and are pissed. Piper tries to freeze them, but they're immune to her powers. Phoebe says, unfortunately, Cole isn't, and we notice that he's frozen. So they start coming after the sisters, and a fight breaks out. Eventually, Cole unfreezes, and one breathes smoke into Piper's mouth after knacking her on the floor. And then Cole vanquishes one of them while the other two kind of turn to smoke and teleport out, and Piper starts coughing. All right, so big fight scene here. Again, we get a little bit of that comedy. I think it definitely, again, is well-fitting. We do have this confusion about who these people are, and I can assume they're going to be a little more important, being that this was a little bit more of a bigger fight scene. And I do wonder why Cole tells her to let them be. So obviously we get the sense that Cole knows who these demon women are. We get the idea that obviously they're powerful. I mean, Piper's powers don't affect them, right? Yeah. And it has something to do with kind of this smoke. I think they're right. adorable, I will say. Like, I love <laughs> these demons. I love their look. Like, I think it's so cute. I'm like, I'm into it. Me too. I'm definitely into their look. And like you said, we do see that the smoke must play some sort of important factor. I mean, we got a whole little clip of them blowing smoke into Piper's mouth, which I am curious to see what that means, if she's like in danger in some way, or if that means she's going to become something like them, which we've seen happen several times with these sisters. Yeah, like, I don't know if it's going to kill her or infect her, and I don't know <laughs> either way exactly. if it's going to turn out so well. Right, so I'm definitely uh, curious to see how that works out. I also will say, I love the little attempt at the beginning, like, Piper, we don't support you, like, and her being like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, she's like, okay, see you at home. <laughs> he was like, I told you. <laughs> I do. I love that. Again, with the little comedy, they always know how to fit it in just right. Yes. And I also do love Phoebe's protectiveness of Cole throughout this scene. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they all seem to, or they both seem to be very protective over each other. And I like seeing that within them. It's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of is like, Cole is kind of functioning as their third here, kind of like the power of three still. So losing Cole, I think, scares Phoebe, right? When Cole's frozen, like, now it's just the two of them fighting. Whereas yeah. obviously as the sisters, they were all immune to Piper's power. So that never could have happened before. Exactly. Yeah. It is cool that we have someone kind of filling in that third sister role until, you know, Paige comes along or fits into her powers a little bit better, you know? So mm -hmm. I like the way that they have that set up for us. Yeah, me too. Then we go back to the manor and we're in like the entryway in the parlor area and the three of them walk in and Piper's like, I'm going to take out those chain smoking bitches if it's the last thing I do. And Cole says, it might be the last thing you do. And she's like, that's very supportive, Cole. Whose side are you on? And he says, at the moment, I'm on Phoebe's side. And then Piper starts coughing again. And she's like, well, the last time I checked, Phoebe was still my sister, which technically puts her on my side. Why are we arguing? And Phoebe's like, we're not arguing, we're discussing. Piper, you are arguing. Um, and she starts coughing really bad, which Phoebe starts to point out. And Cole says, and your control of your powers seems to be getting worse, not better. And Phoebe's like, well, our powers are tied to our emotions, so it makes sense that they'd be a little off right now. And Cole's like, 
all the more reason to lay low. These demons are dangerous. And Piper says, all the more reason to vanquish them. Okay, that is what we do. Eliminate evil. And he's like, regardless of the consequences, now you sound like Prue. And then both sisters kind of look at him like, oh. And Piper's like, okay, Cole, I'm going to vanquish the cancer girls with or without your help. So tell me what you know or get out of the way. And absolutely love that for her. <laughs> and then he looks at Phoebe and she shrugs. And he's like, they're called Furies. And Piper's like, like from mythology. And Phoebe says, the dog-faced woman from hell. And he says, they're modern knockoffs. Their MO is the same, though. And Piper says, they punish evildoers. And Phoebe's like, wait, wouldn't that make them good? And then Cole tells them that these Furies have no temperance. They'll go after a shoplifter as soon as a murderer, and they take great pleasure in the kill. And Piper says, great, then we'll take great pleasure in the vanquish. And she goes upstairs, and Phoebe's like, what aren't you telling us? You said they go after evildoers. Have they attacked you before? And Cole says, when they focus their thoughts on you, they force you to hear the cries of all your former victims. And then she touches his face and says, you're not the demon who did those things anymore. And then they hear Piper scream and they both turn to go up the stairs. So I love Piper's intensity throughout the scene. Uh, like I literally wrote like in my notes, I was like, hot. Yes, bitch. Like I love the way she's like going off on Cole. I think it's really funny. I think it's really working with where her character is at in this episode and the way she's kind of turning her anger against evil. And at the moment that included Cole. Yeah, I definitely like her energy in this scene, her enthusiasm and, you know, just the way she's talking to him and just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, you know? <laughs> and then of course we learn a little bit more about these demons that they went after in the last scene, kind of, what they do, what they're about, how they go after evildoers. However, we still don't quite know anything about what that smoke could mean. So we're still kind of in limbo with that. Especially since that. we're getting the idea they punish evildoers. Piper is definitely not an evildoer, right? So why would they have turned their attention on her? Exactly. We don't know exactly what the reason is that she went after or that they went after her instead of going after Cole, who's probably done more evil than the person they were originally after. Exactly. I also think it's interesting they kind of bring up this historical tie and why Cole knows about them. Though I'm wondering, how did Cole get away? Like, how did Me he too. survive? That's one thing I think never really gets clarified, spoiler to the end of the episode. Yeah, we definitely don't know exactly what um, what happened, how he got away originally. So I guess we're just going to have to leave that up to uh, plot's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also like that they're bringing up that, you know, Piper is not getting better at controlling her powers. And of course, that's because her emotions are out of control, right? So I think that makes total sense. That really works for me. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Because we've known from the very start that their powers are tied to their emotions. So the fact that it would be out of whack definitely fits in well with this time frame. I also like that he called her out for acting like Prue and that both sisters were like, whoa, 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 when he said that. Yeah, I know. Like, he really, uh, he was pushing his limits a little bit on that one. Yeah, like, we as outside observers could say that. You, Cole. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> but honestly, he's saying what we're all thinking, so. It's true. <laughs> Unfortunately. One more thing I want to bring up. 
the way Phoebe says you're not the demon who did those things anymore, it's giving me like kind of a throwback to last season when she was kind of like, well, you're not evil anymore. And it's like, it, it doesn't erase everything. Like, like, she's like, well, if you touch the book now, it'll know your intentions aren't evil. Like, babe, no. Yeah, that's not quite, quite how it works. I mean, yes, he's acting good and supporting the good side, but that doesn't erase the history that he has. Exactly. And like, he even says, right, they force you to hear the cry of your former victims. His former victims didn't come back to life just because he's not killing anymore. Exactly. Like, that doesn't, it's not how that works. But, you know, she's in love. <laughs> yeah. She's got her own delusions to worry about. <laughs> so then we're up in the attic and Piper is standing in front of the empty podium and Cole and Phoebe come running in and she's like, evil got the book of shadows. How did evil get the book of shadows? And Phoebe immediately realizes what happened and says that Paige borrows it and tells Piper not to overreact. And Cole's like, you let her take the Book of Shadows out of the manor? She's like, well, no, I did not let her. And she points to the open window. And Piper is freaking out and asks why she would even leave her alone with it. Phoebe says, well, because she's our sister. And Piper's like, not for long, and walks out, and Phoebe runs after her. And we see Cole sit down in the chair, and then Phoebe walks back in and asks if he's coming. He says, to vanquish your sister? I think I'll sit this one out. And Phoebe runs back out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Again, love this. I think this whole scene is absolutely hysterical. Like, all three of them in this, Piper's like freaking out and I love the way that she plays this part of like what what's going on what's happening and Phoebe just Holly trying so hard so funny in this scene like I'm used to the comedy from Alyssa and Shannon but like I've never seen Holly be this funny me neither I love it like her whole energy throughout this episode is just like it's it's perfect you know she kills it she really does aside from that of course you know we have them figuring out that Paige is the one who took it, and we're probably going to see a little more consequences based on things that she has been using it for. So I guess here's when we kind of combine our A and B plots together. Yes, exactly. I also love just like the over-the-topness of this scene, like Phoebe running in and out of the room. Like there's just, there's so much gold in this scene. I can't say it enough. I absolutely agree. <laughs> <laughs> So now back at Paige's job, this woman is looking at Billy's face, the one who um, is Paige's friendly coworker. And Billy seems to think that maybe it was the light from the copier or something that cleared up his apnea. And she talks about how her car loan came through out of nowhere. And they're both just super happy. And then Paige is on the phone asking for this deadline extension for the O'Brien application. And the guy on the phone is just not agreeing with her. So she does a little spell to promote compromise and he agrees to a new deadline. And then she thanks him and hangs up. And the girl walks over and is like, you're into all that witchy stuff, right? And Paige is like, excuse me? And she's like, well, I'm just thinking that there must be something in the stars today. I mean, Billy's face, my car, and now this. I mean, is there a full moon or something? And Paige is like, I don't know, but whatever it is, I'm going to call my student loan sharks and take full advantage. And the girl says, oh, good, me too. And then she goes and Paige starts laughing. Then the toupee guy walks over and gets like disgustingly close to Paige. And she's like, and he's like, 
you know, page as a lawyer, I could get those nasty creditors off your back so easily. And if you can't afford to pay me, we could just take it out and trade. And she's like, or I could just sue your ass for sexual harassment and pay you with my big fat punitive settlement. And he says, the way you dress, the judge would admire my restraint. And then he walks away and she's like, that's it. Then she finds the instant karma spell and says, perfect, I'll just change demon to dirtbag. Um, absolutely love the beginning half of this scene, how happy they all are, like Paige just kind of being so proud. And it's like very cute that she's just like very happy for them. And then, you know, uses it for her one benefit. But absolutely disgusting. I hated, hated the way this scene has. Like, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Like, you're a lawyer? How have you not been prosecuted before? I don't understand it. Well, that's the issue, right? Like, I think it's getting called out more and more now. But, like, it was so commonplace for people to just act like this. And look, everyone else is just standing by. It's not like no one's in the office. No one's hearing what he's saying to her. He's not whispering. Yeah, people hear it. But I guess it was just a lot more normal then even though it was still just as disgusting I like that things like this are taken a little more seriously today than they probably were at this time yeah and I mean I'll even say like back when I worked at an office like there were a lot of older guys who would I mean it obviously wasn't to this level but would make weird comments to younger women working there and it's like why do they feel it's okay to do that even if Paige was interested, right? Like, and even if what he was saying was less gross, this is like a 24-year-old girl. You are like, I mean, you're bald, so I'm assuming you're like a 40-year-old man. Disgusting. Leave her alone. I totally agree. And like, even, like I said, definitely it's been called out a little more today, but even in my line of work, like bartending or in the restaurant industry, you do see a lot of that. Like, It always makes you wonder what it is with like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that women can't do this too, but it is a lot more common with men, especially older men who just seem to think that they, I don't, I don't know what it is that goes through their head that makes them think it's okay to say things like this, but it does happen all the time. Like what's really sad is that people think things like this are an exaggeration, but it really is just like that. Or can be at least. We saw it when Prue was at Buckland. We're seeing it now in the social service office. And social services, I mean, this is a profession where your job is literally to help people and you are a harasser. Like Exactly. It's just like, can't escape it. Like these people really are everywhere and people do need to be on the lookout for things like this. And it is really sad, but I can't say that it's not true, you know? Yeah, definitely. And again, her outfit is a normal outfit and like even if it wasn't it doesn't give you the right to harass her but like maybe to be like hey Paige you're dressed inappropriate maybe you shouldn't wear this to work but like you shouldn't be like oh well they'll with the way you dress like they'll admire my restraint ew 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 yeah and like even so like I mean like we said her shirt normal her skirt I guess it's a little short but I don't think it's like it's not like it's a mini skirt, you know what I mean? Like it's, and even so, yeah, maybe it's not appropriate to dress in an office that certain way, but like you said, doesn't make it okay to make any sort of comments like that. Yeah. And aside from that, we just kind of see uh, Paige using 
the Book of Shadows to her advantage, not really being aware of the fact that there can be consequences to these personal gain spells. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So then we're out on the street and Piper and Phoebe are getting out of the car and Piper says, I don't understand how someone can be that stupid. Phoebe says, I don't understand why you haven't stopped ranting since we left the house, which I like this because it kind of calls out the time passage. So that was cute. She's like, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Phoebe says, yes, Paige made a mistake. Piper's like, a mistake? She stole from us. And Phoebe's like, she borrowed. And Piper says, she threw our family heritage out the window. Phoebe says, well, that's because we never took the time to explain its significance. It was just a book to her. She says, okay, Phoebe, it's not just a book. It's like part of our family. And she coughs and Phoebe puts an arm around her. She says, Paige is not a killer. She didn't kill anyone. And she's not a demon that we're on our way to vanquish. Piper says, I get that, Phoebe. She says, do you? Because I don't think that you do. And she starts coughing, much worse. And Phoebe asks if she's okay. Then we see the dirt bag comes out of the building, getting attacked by a group of women who are all harassing him. <laughs> and they notice Paige sneaking out wearing this like ugly green sweater. And she comes over to them and her boobs are huge. And literally. <laughs> and Piper says, you stole our sacred family book so you could perform magical plastic surgery on yourself? Paige says, you think I did this on purpose? My body was perfectly fine, just as it was, thank you. And Piper freezes the women who are still attacking the dirt bag. And Phoebe says, Piper, you could have just blown up a dozen innocent people. She says, I took a chance. Then she turns to Paige, what happened? Paige says, I don't know, they just grew. She's like, oh right, and you have nothing to do with that. Phoebe says, did you cast any spells? She says, one, five. <laughs> and... <laughs> Phoebe asks what she did just before she turned into Betty Boop, and she tells them, and they say that it was a backfire. He became the object of ogling, and so did she. And Piper says, which you would have learned if you'd bothered to ask. But now, instead of vanquishing demons, we're going to have to spend the afternoon fixing your mess. And Phoebe tells Piper to call Leo to orb the dirtbag out, and says that her and Paige will grab the book and meet her at home. So this whole scene, so perfect, so like angry sibling Eve then, like it almost seems like Piper's like the mom and Paige is like the kid who's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, you know? And like Phoebe's kind of like the dad that's like, all right, guys, like who cares, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that comparison. That's so funny. I feel like that's so exactly what it is like just that little family of like the dad being like guys really come on and like I were being like what the fuck but I do absolutely love this scene the whole conversation between Piper and Phoebe you know we see them kind of having those uh that little slight argument and then of course of all the personal gain things to happen Paige gets just these knockers out of nowhere <laughs> kind of hysterical it is it's very funny and you know she's learning what we learned back in witch trial right which is that you can't punish the guilty that's not exactly. their job right exactly so she kind of had to learn it in a different way and now they're gonna have to figure out kind of how to fix Paige's errors and teach her this at the same time you know 
this lesson of this isn't how this book is supposed to be used. Exactly. And kind of going back to the beginning part of the scene, I really like Phoebe and Piper's conversation, Phoebe trying to kind of bring her down, calm her down. I think she's doing a much better job than Cole was doing earlier in the episode at kind of talking Piper down. But at the same time, Piper's still very much on that go, go, go mode. Absolutely. I definitely agree. Which like, why am I so in love with angry Piper though? I know she kills it like okay girl like why do I kind of love you (laughs) like Piper gets mad Cole gets mad I'm like ooh, sexy but like literally one time my ex like slightly raised his voice at me and I was like I'm not gonna talk to you if you're gonna talk to me (laughs) meanwhile Piper and like Cole are yelling at everybody I'm like ooh. I know love it love it when you see it in any other circumstance when it comes to myself I'm like because I like to think of myself as very much like like I will scream right at you kind of bitch and you know that I'm that way yes (laughs) but sometimes like I can't lie when it comes to like someone saying those things to me I really back down I'm like how could you possibly speak to me like this (laughs) (laughs) but then I see it on television and I'm like yes so sexy I love it (laughs) no literally like someone yells at me in real life I'm crying but like I see them yelling at people on tv and I'm like okay yeah, like, she why is someone doing that to me? And then as soon as it happens, you're like, whoa, whoa. Everybody needs to calm the fuck down. <laughs> so now we're in Paige's car and Paige is like, are my boobs going to stay this way forever? And Phoebe's like, not if I can find the spell. And then she asks, what about Piper? Is she going to stay mad at me forever? Phoebe's like, no, she just hasn't really been herself lately. You know, a lot of ups and downs since Prue, just like us all. And Paige says, well, the last thing I wanted to do was add to your guys' stress. I just wanted to get back at Donnie. And Phoebe says, yeah, and I understand the temptation, Paige. I really do. But I told you the book does not leave the house. And she says, right, sorry. And then she can't lift or she can't shift the car gear because of her boobs. And Phoebe hasn't found the spell yet but she says that she found the demons the furies and she's like oh my god fury smoke kills bad guys right but in good people it looks for a portal of unexpressed fury and it builds until it consumes your humanity and turns you into a fury and then she tells Paige what happened with piper and Paige asks if piper's turning into a demon and phoebe says well it wouldn't be the first time and then they speed up to get home So that's interesting. We finally got some details about the smoke here and what that might mean for Piper. So now we kind of have a conclusion on our A plot, like what exactly it is, which is that Piper is now becoming a demon. (laughs) And then I think it makes total sense that they went for Piper, not for Phoebe, right? Because they could already see Piper reacting so angrily. So obviously that fury was already building in her. Exactly. They they can see that rage, that fury, and they could sense it in her and just how bad it was in Piper. I mean, why wouldn't they go for her? Yes. And I like like the little moment of, you know, and it'll continue to happen, but Phoebe kind of pointing out that like stuff like this has happened to them before and Paige kind of being like, huh? Yeah, literally. Like she's like, wait, what? You guys can turn into demons too? <laughs> also, I will say I'm glad that Donnie finally has a name because I feel like every scene I called him something different in my description. 
Yeah, like dirt bag. <laughs> I was like toupee guy. Toupee like, guy. I just kept coming up with little names for him. <laughs> I love it. I also like the way that Phoebe is kind of like gentle but firm with Paige. She's like, well, you did this wrong, but like I understand and we have to learn from it. Right. Trying to approach her kind of a different way than Piper was. Come at it a little bit more gentler, especially because she understands she went through this before. They all did. And Paige is going through it again. So I think Piper's a little less patient in that way, whereas Phoebe is kind of built that like, okay, you know, she doesn't really know what she's doing yet. It's going to take some time. Exactly. And I like, I feel bad for Paige in that moment where she's kind of talking about how, you know, she doesn't think Piper likes her and stuff like that. Like that, that has to be hard, like coming into this dynamic where you're meeting your siblings, they're obviously already close with each other, and you're like, well, one of them is kind of accepting me in, and the other isn't, and I get that that could be extremely difficult to deal with. Absolutely. That can't be an easy feeling, and it's not like she can really be upset about it, because look at the way, like, look at the timing, you know, like, you can't really expect Piper to accept somebody this easily. However, that doesn't make it any easier for anyone in the situation. Yeah. So then we're back at the manor in the living room and Piper throws Donnie onto the couch and Leo's like, easy. And Piper's like, what are you protecting him now? And Donnie's like, what the hell is going on? And what's with the chicks? They've gone crazy. And Piper says, this chick just saved your ass, you sniveling ingrate. And he gets up and looks at Leo and he's like, do you see what I mean? And Piper's like, who said you could get up? And she throws him over the couch and Leo's <laughs> like, what's the matter with you? And she looks at him and he's like, okay, honey, look, I don't know what's going on, but we really need to talk. She's like, you know what, Leo? I'm sick of talking. And she blows him up and he turns into orbs and then reappears. She, he's like, now we really need to talk. Piper, you do not use your powers on a mortal. Do you hear me? Then Cole enters the room and tells him to back away from her that she's becoming a fury and they look down at her fingers and see that, like, claws are forming. And Leo's like, Piper, you're a good witch. Do you hear me? Fight this. And she touches his face and then throws him across the room. Then she grabs Donnie and cuts up his chest and is about to breathe smoke into his mouth when Cole throws an energy ball at her. Phoebe and Paige come in and Piper says, that wasn't very nice, and smokes out while they all look around. I love this scene. I swear it's just this whole episode. Again, one of my favorites. The Fury one has always been. I know I'm going to be talking about it during our final uh, recap. But I swear, like every scene when everyone is involved, like I love that we have Cole, Leo, and Piper in this. We see the different dynamic. Leo trying so hard to like be like, what the hell is going on, Piper? Like, you know, this isn't right. And trying to get her to fight this when it's kind of too late for her. She's allowed that anger to take over and consume her. And then fucking Donnie just over there in the corner being Donnie. <laughs> literally, literally just making things worse for yourself here, sir. Literally. Yeah, but then Cole coming in and like just kind of understanding what's going on, he's able to pick up on those signs of like, okay, back up, Leo. This isn't your wife anymore, you know? Yeah, and Leo's still kind of trying to fight for it there, but then ultimately not being able to do anything. I like, again, the action here is really good. The pacing of this scene is really good. And 
just this episode, all the dialogue is really like snappy and I really am loving it. I definitely agree. So now we are in the living room a little bit later. It's nighttime now. And Phoebe is going through the book while Paige is pacing back and forth. And Leo is kneeling next to Donnie, who's passed out on the couch. And Leo says, Cole hit her with an energy ball. And Phoebe's like, it was low voltage. Would you prefer he let her kill an innocent? And he says, I prefer that he wouldn't use his demonic powers on my wife. I can't believe you let him go look for her. And then Paige says, this is all my fault. I shouldn't have stolen the Book of Shadows. And Leo's like, you stole the Book of Shadows? And Phoebe's like, Leo, calm down. Concentrate, please. And then he heals Donnie and she starts talking, like Phoebe starts talking about how she turned into a banshee and Paige is like, I need to sit down. Then as she sits down, Donnie wakes up and comes like face to face with her super big boobs and starts staring at them and she just like punches him in the face and knocks him out and Leo's like Paige and she's like what you only said I couldn't use magic to punish him then Phoebe tells Leo to orb him to his office and make sure he doesn't tell on them about being witches and tells him to be creative and then he asks about Piper and Phoebe says you have to do your job and let us do ours We'll get your wife back, I promise. And then he and Donnie go and Paige and Phoebe sit down with the book. Then Paige asks exactly how they're going to get her back. And Phoebe starts talking about when Piper was a Wendigo. And then Phoebe finds the karma spell and asks if this is the one that Paige used. And she's like, what word did you sub demon with? And Paige's like, dirtbag. And then she writes it down and crumbles the paper and then takes Paige's hand as they stand up and do the annulling spell to remove the magic and they light the paper on fire. Then Paige's boobs get smaller and she's like, "Ah, do you think it worked a little too well? And then Phoebe just kind of stares. So another great scene. I love Leo's energy in this whole like little part right here where he's just like, I can't believe Cole like you stole the book of shadows what's going on like Leo kind of being all over the place it's so funny to see him that way exactly I'm so used to like Leo seeming like he's on top of things or like oh I'm gonna go check with the elders but but here he's like what what <laughs> exactly he's just like what the fuck is going on and it's it's very fun I really like Paige in this scene the way she kind of blames herself makes total sense to me I like Phoebe in this scene kind of taking the lead um, I think she's really doing a great job at kind of being like the head witch here for a moment. Yeah, I definitely agree. She's doing, it's kind of like, I don't think she realizes just how well she's doing, but like when it comes down to it, she knows she's got to do whatever she's got to do to make things work out. And she's just ready to put her head down and do it, you know? Yes. And I also love, you know, the way that, again, she keeps referencing these older memories of them turning evil before and Paige, again, having no idea what's going on. I love when she punches Donnie. I think that's so funny. Me too. Yeah. A lot of this is like little funny, chaotic moments in this scene. I don't know that it's like super important. You know, it's just kind of leading us to finish up Paige's side of things so that Leo can take care of Donnie and she can go back to normal and then now they're kind of on to figuring out how they're going to save Piper. Exactly. This is kind of resolving our B plot and then getting us somewhere near where we can start resolving that A plot. Exactly. So then we go to the alley and the Furies are attacking a man who's holding a knife and he starts to go for them. Then here screams and grabs his head, dropping the knife and going to his knees. 
One moves closer and breathes into his mouth. He bursts into flames and then disappears. Then Piper smokes in and says, I've been looking for you. Dun, dun, dun. Now we see her directly following the Furies and trying to become them herself. Yes. I also like that their power like makes the person turn into flames. Me too. Cool. I think that's really cool. Like, even though they're human, we've never really seen that from a mortal where they like leave no trace, you know? Yeah, usually it's only demons that kind of disappear like that. Unless he exactly. was a demon and we just didn't know, but true but it didn't seem that way it didn't seem that way to me either so now we are in the dining room and phoebe and Paige are scrying but it's not working because piper isn't a witch anymore then cole shimmers in and phoebe runs over to him and hugs him and Paige asks if he found her and he says i didn't get a chance to look every time he tried to use his sensing power a bounty hunter showed up so he fought off a couple and he apologized to them and Phoebe says, it's okay. Somehow everything's going to be okay. I don't have even a little idea of how everything's going to be okay and starts kind of like going on a little rampage. And then Paige is like, Phoebe, Phoebe. And she's like, because nothing is okay. My sister's a fury. My boyfriend's a demon. Oh, baby, you're bleeding. And Paige is like, Phoebe, didn't you say you found me because Piper cast a spell to find the lost witch? And she's like, yeah, but I also said Piper's not a witch anymore. And she says, yes, but if I could substitute the word dirtbag for demon, why can't we substitute the word sister for witch? And then Cole says, will that work? And Phoebe se seems to think that the pull of evil will make the call not strong enough. And she starts talking about how she was possessed by the woogie and Cole's confused and Paige is like, don't even ask. And then Phoebe says, the point is, I don't think she'll answer the call. Then Paige looks at Cole and she's like, then we'll add bait. And he looks at Phoebe like, like he agrees with the idea and Phoebe's like no are you kidding me no and Paige is like the Furies go after evildoers right and she's like Paige we're not using the love of my life as bait and Cole says oh yes we are and starts laughing and he's like it's perfect she's like Cole you haven't you have been demon for over a century that's a lot of victims the pain of their cries alone can kill you and he's like yes but as you said I'm not the demon who did those things anymore and if facing my crimes helps you save your sister and she's like Cole and then he walks over to her and grabs her hand and says, Phoebe, I would do almost anything for you. You know that. But I will not be a coward for you. Please don't ask me to be. And then they look at each other and she touches his face and says, we'll need some of your blood. Then Paige calls for a knife and orbs it to her hand, into her hand and hands it to him. So again, absolutely love this. Like, here we see Paige kind of taking control for the first time, coming up with her smart ideas her instinctive nature, we see her kind of being part of the charmed sister mentality. Exactly. Like we've always talked about before, like the other sisters have these really great ideas, these strong instincts. And we're seeing that Paige is just as much a part of that, even though she might be new to witchcraft, even though she might be making some mistakes, she still has those instincts and she still knows how to use her smarts to kind of play into what can help exactly like she's got that blood in her she's got those instincts she has it in her to whether or not she believes it or not to be able to help save the day and that's kind of something we've seen in all the sisters like it's not just like it happened to anyone it happened to them because they have that mentality they have it inside of them and we're seeing that in Paige here and I love that we get to see that side of her Me so too. early on yeah 
And even the Phoebe of this scene, I mean, we're seeing her fall apart a little bit here, right? When she has that moment of, I can't take care of Piper because she's gone, she starts unraveling. And I think we see some of those emotions that Phoebe is also avoiding coming up here. That fear of losing another sister is definitely very apparent here. Right, exactly. Like this, we don't get to see her fall apart very much uh, over this whole crew thing or everything that's going on. She's been trying so hard to remain the neutral factor. And now we see her kind of like letting it get to her a little bit. But luckily she has Paige here who, again, like we said, has those instincts and is able to help them come to some sort of conclusion that may help. Yeah. And that's really what family's about, right? Like when I'm falling apart, you can support me. When you're falling apart, I can support you. Like it's Paige is jumping right in to have Phoebe's back and help her through this. Exactly. And I love to see it. Me too. And of course, like Cole's so sweet here, just like this is one of the sides where it seems very genuine, like he wants to try so hard to be good, of course, for Phoebe, but also he's willing to put himself in danger in order to help, which is a huge step for him, you know? Yeah, I think it's one of Cole's most heroic traits, even though I'm not sure, you know, he's 100% good or anything like that, is like the sisters, he is well willing to put himself in harm's way to protect people he cares about, which in this case is Phoebe. Exactly. And, you know, I love the way she's not willing to risk him, but he's saying, like, I won't be a coward for you. Like, that's not in his nature. He still is this strong, you know, willing to fight type of person. Absolutely. So then we cut to a little bit later, and they're doing the spell. Then we go to the alley where the Furies are getting Piper dressed up to look like them, and Piper hears her sisters calling for them, and then says, I know where evil dwells. Then we are back in the manor in the dining room, and Paige is trying to practice orbing, but she can't do it. Then Cole jumps and scares her, and she orbs in and out, and they realize that it's a fear response, and until she learns how to control it, she needs to get scared. Paige says it shouldn't be too hard. Phoebe says, good, then we will orb, we will levitate, we will juggle knives if we have to, just to keep the Furies distracted from Cole. Paige doesn't get how they undemon Piper, and Phoebe says, well, we have to close the portal of unexpressed Fury. And Cole's like, unexpressed? I think she's been raging for days. And Phoebe says, that's because there's something she's not saying. And Paige says, which is? She says, I don't know, but I think I have an idea. And then Cole grabs his head and starts screaming and dropping to the floor. Phoebe goes over to him and Paige words in and out. Then a fury bursts through the door and Phoebe levitates and kicks her in the face and they start fighting. And Piper and the other fury smoke in. Phoebe's like, oh, nice distraction. And then kicks both of them at the same time and runs over to Cole who's laying on the floor. Paige uses her power to throw a lamp at one of them, and then they all start moving towards her. Cole vanquishes two of them with energy balls, and then Piper cuts Cole's chest, and Phoebe says, Cole's not your problem, Piper, and you know it. And she starts attacking her. Then Paige calls for the book and starts looking through it while Piper and Phoebe are fighting. Cole is about to throw an energy ball, but Phoebe tells him not to. And Phoebe says, you think that I abandoned you. You think it's my fault that Prue died. You blame me. 
Piper throws her across the room into the clock and then notices Paige and starts going towards her. And Paige is like, you don't want to kill me, Piper. You don't even know me. Then Cole goes over to Phoebe and she calls for Leo and he orbs in. And Paige says, it's not about me and it's not about Phoebe, is it? And she's about to hit Paige when she orbs out and then back in behind her. She says, Phoebe's not the sister that abandoned you. It's Prue. And Piper grabs Paige's throat, and Leo grabs the two of them and orbs them out, and Cole says, where'd he take them? And Phoebe says, to what Piper's really angry at. Oh, this, like, final scenes of the episode are the hardest for me. I can't lie. I mean, we see the intensity here, not just, like, they're trying to save Piper from this from becoming a fury but they're trying to save piper from herself from her emotions and what's taking over her and you know she's trying so hard to deny it to deflect it like she has been throughout this whole episode and of course Paige is the one who seems to see what the true cause of her anger is yeah i think it's really interesting the way at the beginning of the scene none of them are sure what she's angry at but as they kind of come up with what she might be angry at they realize what it is right because Phoebe's like, well, you're mad at me. And Paige realizes that she's like, she's not mad at you. She's not mad at either of us. She's mad at Prue. Exactly. Which is why her fury is unexpressed. Because how do you express that you're mad at someone who's dead? Exactly. Like, how do you kind of express that you're pissed off about someone who you lost? You know, like, how can you explain that and make that sound okay? of course that's going to be a difficult thing and of course you totally understand where Phoebe's coming from where at first she thinks that it might have something to do with her I mean the way that Prue died Phoebe like they reversed time and Phoebe had to stay down in the underworld and that was a big part of why she couldn't she wasn't able to call Leo she wasn't able to get to Prue in time in anything and of course I'm sure Phoebe kind of feels that responsibility herself but thinks that that's what Piper's um, upset about and then they both kind of have that realization that that can't be it and Paige as someone who's been through a lot of loss herself because we know that she lost her parents may be able to understand that feeling that Piper's coming from you know yeah definitely I mean we don't know yet exactly how old Paige was when she lost her parents but from what we're seeing I'm assuming it was older because I think the girls' grieving process because they were so young for their mom was very different. For Graham's was very different because, again, she was sick. So even though you never expect someone to die, they kind of knew it was coming. With Prue, they were old enough to really understand what happened. And also it was so unexpected because of Prue's age and health. Exactly. Anything else to add there? Um, I'll just say I really enjoy the choreography of this fight scene. I think it's done really well. I think, again, the dialogue is really good. Like, this is a really strong episode as far as pacing and writing comes. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I honestly don't know what I, I have no notes to make it like any better than it has been personally. So then we are at a cemetery and the three of them orb in. And Piper lets go of Paige and starts backing up when she sees Prue's plaque. And Paige says, tell her, Piper, it's all right to hate her. And Piper tries to escape, but the doors are locked. And Paige says, you should hate her. When my parents died, I hated them for it. I was alone and I hated them. It is okay to hate Prue. 
And then Piper walks back over to Paige and says, how dare you? And then she runs over to the plaque and starts banging on it and says, how dare you leave me? How could you go and die and leave me here all alone? Please come back. I need you. Please come back. And then she drops to the floor crying and smokes back into herself. And Leo goes over to her and tells her it's okay. And Piper says, it's not okay. She risked her life every day. She never thought about what would happen to me and Phoebe if she was gone. How could she think that I could live without her? And then she keeps crying really hard and he holds her and Paige watches and starts crying. And like, oh, that was such a hard scene to watch. Again, Holly Marie Combs, she plays it so, so strongly. Like every ounce of the emotion, you feel it in your soul. And like seeing how devastated she is and how angry she is at Prue and like finally letting out all that built up rage. Like it's just so real here, you know? Yeah. And her reasoning, it's like, it's so clear, right? She's like, you left me alone. You were constantly putting yourself in danger, doing what everyone's been calling Piper out for this entire episode. Yeah. And oh, the scene broke my heart. Like I tear up just like as you were reading it. Like it's just, it's such a powerful scene. It's amazing. And I, again, no notes for it. It's beautiful. And it really shows what she's going through. I like that it's building a connection between her and Paige and that they were both angry when someone they loved died and felt abandoned and left alone by them. Right. Absolutely. Like, it's nice to see that that connection between Paige and Piper in such an intense way. Like, Paige is the one who really understands that feeling because, like you said, she has been through it before. So if anyone knows, like, Paige has come to accept that, like, the way she felt for her parents was okay. It was a healthy way of grieving. It does happen. Piper is so fresh to it that she doesn't understand that yet. And for Paige to be there supporting her, like, listen, I get it. Obviously, you love her. Don't feel like you can't hate her right now for leaving you. I felt the same way. I was where you were at. And then, like, Paige crying and everything. Like, everybody in the moment just feels it. And it, like you said, it just couldn't have been any more perfect I have no notes I mean it's such an intense beautiful moment and we get to see everything that Piper's been hiding and of course the relation between Paige and Piper yes and kind of speaking about their relationship one thing I want to keep an eye on going forward I know we would talk about how Phoebe and Prue always had the most conflict but they were always the most similar I wonder if we'll find like pieces of Paige and Piper's personalities that are similar as we kind of go forward in our watch. So that's just something I want to look out for as we keep watching. Yeah, absolutely. Also, um, the last thing I just wanted to point to here is Prue Stone says 1970 to 2001. So since I'm assuming her birthday hadn't passed yet when she died, I'm guessing she was 30 when she died. Right. 30, 31-ish. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So then we move to the manor and it's the next morning and we're in the kitchen. Piper pours Phoebe a cup of coffee and hands it to her. And Phoebe says, did you sleep? And she says, yeah, actually better than I have in a while. Phoebe says, it's quiet, isn't it? Early and late. It's just really, really quiet. Piper says, Prue was always the first one up and the last one down. Strange the things you miss. And Phoebe drinks her coffee. 
Piper says, so how scary was I? And Phoebe says, heck, I've seen worse. I've been worse. But Paige, she completely freaked. No, she handled it better than most people would, I think. She saved your life. She is definitely a Hollowell, last name or no. Piper says, I know I haven't been the most welcoming. I just, I miss Prue so much. It's hard to imagine opening up to someone else. With everything that happens in our lives, love just feels like an invitation for more pain. And they look at each other. And Phoebe says, so maybe you don't start with love. Maybe you just start with thanks. Very, very cute sisterly moment between Piper and Phoebe here. I really love Phoebe's support here and Piper kind of being like, like you can see here in this scene how trained she looks, but also like relieved in a way, like she's finally made steps forward, you know, and it's really nice to see that. Definitely. I think this is such a cute moment between them. It kind of reflects on, you know, what they've lost, but also what they've gained. And I like the way that the scene kind of combines those two things in a very natural and very effective way. Yeah, I agree. So then we go to the final scene of the episode and we're back at Paige's office and Piper walks in with the basket of muffins and walks over to Paige at her desk and places it down and smiles at her. Then Paige thanks her. And Piper says, busy work. I'm best in the kitchen. Prue was the one that liked to uh, chase demons. And then they nod at each other. And they look over at Donnie, who now has no toupee, and he looks at them. And Paige is like, he's like a whole new Donnie. What did Leo say to him? And Piper says that she doesn't know, but that her husband's a miracle worker. And Paige asks how she is, and Piper says, I've had bad hours, and hours that aren't quite so bad. I guess you know how it is. And she says, yeah, when my parents died, there were some days I didn't think I'd survive the sadness. It'll never be okay that she's gone, Piper, but I promise it will get better. And she looks at the scratches on Paige's neck and says that Leo could heal that for her. And Paige says that she'll wear her first war wound with pride. And Piper says, in this family, unfortunately, it won't be the last. And Paige is like, well, every family has its pros and cons. A couple of demon battles in exchange for the power to clear up my friend's skin, I'd say it's worth it. And Piper's like, the power to what? And Paige nods her head over towards Billy and the girl talking, and Piper says, okay, you saved my life, so I guess we're even on the Book of Shadows swipe. But Paige, there are rules to being a witch, rules that you will have to learn and follow. And Paige says, well, not to be difficult, but you're married to our white lighter, and Phoebe's shacking up with a demon. So on balance, maybe my friend could stay cute? And Piper's like, okay... And that's when Mr. Cowan, Paige's bros, approaches and points out that her pile looks the same as it did an hour ago. And Piper's like, oh, that was my fault. I distracted her with muffins. And he's like, and you are? Then Piper looks at Paige and says, I'm her sister. And she smiles and leaves. And then Paige smiles too. Oh, that was so cute. Like, what a fucking episode, dude. This is like... Oh my god, it really, really steals your heart. It does. This is such a sweet ending. I really love this moment of bonding between them. I like the wrap-ups to all the little plots. Everything here works for me. I like the way Paige is already being a little bit of a rule breaker, the way her sisters are too. So we see that Hallowell trait right there. 
yeah we get to see the like similarities again where like that kind of Hallowell personality that stubbornness shows through where she's like well maybe I could still do this and then of course her being there for Piper and understanding and them just kind of connecting in that way it's very sweet very under like you know accurate to me and every part of this scene I just think it's very cute you know yes overall thoughts on the episode Oh my god, what an emotional roller coaster. Definitely one of my favorites of the season and even the whole show, actually. I think that we really didn't have, I mean, I can't think of a moment where we really had criticism at all. I feel like this was probably one of the most well put together episodes we've seen so far. Yes. Um, I think this is a really great episode. I would be shocked if this wasn't in my top 10 episodes of the season. Um, I have a very strong feeling that it will be. So far, I mean, we've had really good episodes. I think our weakest so far was probably episode two, but episode one and this one were both prime, prime, prime. And I'm looking forward to more great episodes in season four, I'm hoping. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got a whole new chapter to look forward to. It's not just Prue, Piper, and Phoebe continuing on. Now we have this whole new dynamic going on and we have Cole involved a little bit more and um, obviously the source approaching quicker and quicker. So I feel like we have a lot to look forward to throughout this season. And I know there's going to be a lot of good episodes. And I'm really excited to see kind of how this continues, how this episode fits into like, you know, uh, furthering the relationship between all three of them. I'm, I'm so excited to continue on in that way. Yeah, I think this episode does a really good job of one Paige is starting to learn more of the rules of witchcraft, right? Piper's starting to accept her a little bit more. We're seeing Phoebe obviously really taking on her role of trying to bring the two of them together. We're seeing, like you said, Cole becoming more a part of their everyday lives and their demon fighting. And they're keeping the idea of our big bad, which I'm sure is the source for this season, in the back of our mind. Like they're not letting us forget about him, which tells me that he'll be back soon. Yes, most definitely. I can see him being a big part of this season. Yes. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. We appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for season four, episode four. Enter the demon.